0: Welcome home. My earth name is Bianca and I am a multidimensional intergalactic being exploring what it means to be human on earth. I am here to share what I've learned from the depths of the shadows to help you remember your true self as a divine being on earth. I will teach you the cheat codes of the matrix, how to heal the ego and transcend the limitations that we created when we were asleep. Together, we will optimize and quantify our life to experience greater abundance, fulfillment and joy in alignment with our soul's purpose. Now let's explore this dream within the dream. Hello, beautiful divine souls for joining. This is our first episode and we are going to call it our first soul session of the podcast. And I decided that I really just wanted to tell my story, tell my story and let this be how we start off with you guys knowing me. I've always had a fear of public speaking. I've always had a fear of having other people see me for who I wasn't um, rather than who I really was. And for so long, this has been something that I've been called to do. And I know it's very important because it's part of my purpose and what I have to do here. So it takes courage to be vulnerable. Brene Brown did teach me that so here goes so as you guys know my name is bianca rosales i grew up in miami in a little small town called homestead and that was very little i was very imaginative i had um, a lot of big dreams and goals in life um, I was that kid who was very uh, vibrant, um, always wanted to make people laugh, always wanted to be the center of attention, the jokester, um, the dancer. I would be the one dancing in all the parties. Um, So I was a very vibrant, happy, you know, very positive kid. And I also, at a young age, already knew of or I had the, um, the knowledge that there was a higher power, that there was something greater than us that created all of us and that we can ask or talk to this source, this greater power every time we needed. And I also believed at that time, um, by the way that I grew up, that this higher power could get angry. That's what I believe, that this higher power could get angry and that it could punish you. And, you know, things that happen in life are that you don't like or that doesn't go your way was a punishment. So I did grow up believing that. Um, so in school, I mean, like I said, I was a vibrant young kid. Um until about the age of nine things started changing in my household i was adopted okay i was adopted by a Cuban family um i am hispanic i grew up in that culture i'm very proud to be hispanic i'm very proud that even as my biological parents were hispanic that i was still able to um be raised in an environment um that my biological relatives were also from. So I was very grateful. Um, But being from a Hispanic home, if you are from there, um, so if you can relate, um, you know, I did live in a very strict household. I was the oldest of two. My sister um, is younger than me. And that meant that I was the oldest sibling, which meant that I had to be the example. And what that meant was that I always had to be, you know, the one getting all of the good grades. I had to make sure I got straight A's. I was to make sure that I graduated high school, that I was to go to college. You know, that was the expectations for me. Um, And I was also raised in an environment with a strong matriarchy, which meant that my mother and my grandmother were the bosses of the house. And I absolutely am so grateful for that because I grew up seeing powerful, independent women, um, working for to make sure that everybody was provided for. Um, they taught me values. They taught me morals. They taught me to be my own person. Um, and that I'm very grateful for. As I got older, um, you know, teens, teen years, hormones, you know, um, things at home weren't going so well. Um, I did come from a broken home. Um, it was this. it was dysfunctional to say the least. Um, so it was just, I really just felt like it was i did feel alone um i did feel alone a lot of the times as a teenager um even though i had friends at school i I, i it was so strict i wasn't really allowed to hang out with friends unless you know mom was there or like an adult that was trusted was there and um which really meant that i wasn't really allowed to go anywhere as much um but i was still very I'm going to say that I was very optimistic about you know going I was very optimistic to about going to school because school was an outlet for me to learn um, it was an outlet for me to you know express myself um, until middle school uh, middle school definitely taught me a lesson that you know kids are cruel they can be cruel i'm gonna say that again kids can be cruel and what that just means is that um i was bullied uh throughout my entire middle school years um at that same process i had just learned um or just realized that i was adopted i wasn't told um i found out and when i did find out it was very devastating for me because all i I felt in the moment when I found out that all I ever, everything I ever knew was a lie. and I really, really felt like I lost who I was. i I, I, I felt like I didn't know who I was and you or where I came from, and you know, a, a lot of that went through my mind. and so. I had, I was bullied in school. I just found out I was adopted and I had to keep it a secret because I didn't want to go to my parents and them, upset them about about it because they've always made it seem like, you know, we were a normal family. And I mean, we were a normal family, but I meant like, they never mentioned the fact that I was adopted and that made it hard for me to tell them that I already knew um, when I found out. So that was something else. Um, I did undergo different forms of abuse. um, And these are just things that all accumulated together to a point where I I felt like I had no voice. I felt like everything that was going wrong was my fault. I felt that I was being punished for something that I didn't understand and I eventually just felt very 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 depressed. It was very it was a very hard and dark time for me. Um between the ages of 17, I would say 6 my late 16 to my through my 18th. And it was a very, very dark and lonely time for me. I, I I, didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to. I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had any real friends and I was, I felt truly alone. And you know, that feeling just became even more so when my mother homeschooled me my senior year um, of high school and you know, for, for high school for a lot of people that's like your best year it's the last year you got you have prom you have all of these festivities and, and whatnot and everybody uh graduates together after four years and so forth so for me being homeschooled and being at home and the only thing I saw was just my computer and my grandmother all day every day for the for at least for this first half of the year of my senior year I grew incredibly incredibly lonely Um, I felt so ashamed of who I was because I didn't know I had no idea I did I, I, I was trying to figure it out and I just didn't know how Um, I, I did become a rebellious teenager because, you know, after so long, I'm sure you guys heard of the quote, like strict parents make sneaky kids. I mean, I wasn't sneaky, but I was definitely more so angry, um, that, you know, there was just certain things that I just didn't understand and I couldn't have that form of communication. You can't really have that type of talk with Hispanic parents, you know, it's what they say goes and that is it. So it was very hard for me. Um, And it just got to a point where I seriously saw no other way out. I saw no other way out than just to kill myself. I mean, it was everything around me just went completely dark. I felt so trapped. I felt so scared and lonely and it just led to me actually attempting to commit suicide on January of 2016. And while I don't remember anything what happened after the that next couple of days, I do remember waking up um, in the hospital bed um, and I see lights and nurses and people around me and I see my mother sitting across the bed from me and I was almost angry. I was like, so I don't, like, why, like, why did you bring me back? Like, why am I back? I, I I mean, I just don't understand. I was not supposed, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. And that's the only thing I kept repeating to myself. Like, why, why, why am I still here? Why am I still here? Why am I still here? And they put me in psych hold for about two to three weeks. I think it was three weeks. Yes, it was three weeks. And in the psych hold, I was away from everything and everybody except for everybody else that was in psych hold in there with me. But being away from everything that I've known, being away from all of, you know, any of the people and things and the environment that I was in, being away from all of that allowed me to see myself in a different way. I started to really just see things differently in the way that I. Th- there would be times throughout the day where we would be allowed to go outside um, for some fresh air because if you guys ever been to a psychiatric unit, it is dark and depressing inside the unit. So they did allow us certain types of certain times of the day to go and be outside in the sun and just and just sit there. And those moments were so profound for me when I could just sit in silence and look around me and all I saw and all I felt was peace. I felt in complete peace. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. Actually, I don't apologize. I do have a reason to be emotional because this moment really transformed the way that I looked at my life in that moment. while before I was asking why, why am I still here? Am I not worth being with God? Am I not worth being in heaven? Like, why am I still here? That changed to hold on. There is a reason why you're here and it's greater than you can ever imagine. And you deserve exactly this. And that was peace. I deserved peace. And life was greater than I could ever imagined. And that I just had to trust in what I could not see. And that's what I realized in that moment. And so I was about two weeks in when that moment happened for me. And I was able to... That following week, tell, tell the, tell the psychiatrist, the doctor, okay, I definitely am feeling better. I'm not going to attempt again. I feel like there's more to my life than what I thought there was, and I'm willing to see it through. And if you let me out of here, I'm going to go out and do just that. And the psychiatrist said, I believe you. And she did also tell me. If you believe that you can do it on your own, if you believe that you can go out because you're 18, I was 18 at the time. If you believe that you can go out and live and live your life and make it your own on your own, are you willing to do that? And I said, yes. Does that mean like moving out of my house? She's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, but I needed to graduate high school. So what did I do? I came back. I was, I felt this little sense of motivation in me. So I, 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 I went home. It was a very difficult couple of months. Cause it was a little awkward. I mean, everybody had just went through me attempting to commit suicide. So it was very hard. It was very awkward. It was not talked about much. Um, so I just focused. I just focused on making sure that I graduated high school. I ended up doing so. I applied for colleges. I wanted to go to an away college, but you know the financial aid and all of that wasn't allowing me to. So I decided to just go to FIU, uh, Florida International University. That's in Miami. Um, And by the time I started FIU, my birthday was about a couple of weeks later, and you know things just kind of. Thinked up and things happened the way they happened, for me to actually move out on my nineteenth birthday and literally start upon the path um of just being and just learning who I was. Cause that was the biggest question. Who am I? That was the biggest question for me. Who am I? And 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 then after that moment in, in, in the psych ward, then I, then I started to ask, what am I here to do? Like, what is my purpose here? Why am I like, why am I here? So who, who am I and why am I here were the two questions that drove me. Um, so I moved out and I started upon that path, you know, that pro proverbial journey of, Um, of exploration, of self-exploration, of self-discovery. And I will say, life has a funny but beautiful way of teaching you if you're willing. So my first couple of months, I was still going to college, um, but I started to get mixed up with the wrong crowd. I was, imagine not being allowed to ever do anything and being under a super strict, like, the household to to now having all of the freedom that you could possibly have. Well, I did go a little crazy. <laughs> I will say, I kind of just, you know, I just wanted to try everything. I started to do the things that you know I was told that I was doing then that I wasn't. That I said, you know what? Let me just try it. They thought I was doing it anyways. Let me just do it. So I was then a little. I was a little rebellious with myself. Like, I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. Even though like deep down, I knew this is wrong. Um, but I did it. Um, and I learned, um, I learned, I learned to, you know, grow up a little bit from that. Um, it, it came to a point where I did have a accident that really woke me up. It was just about a couple of months after moving out and really, um, kind of, one foot out the door with, with, uh, with college because my time was taken up doing all these things that I shouldn't have been doing. And, um, ended up just being a blessing. That accident really woke me up and said, Hey, you're going down the wrong path. That is not the path that is intended for you. Get back on track. Um, so I decided to look for a job, um, because at the time I had several jobs, but they were just like not really fulfilling and not really paying the bills. Honestly, the bills are uh, making enough money to pay the bills at the time. So I looked for a job, um, and I came across a, uh, like a marketing firm that specifically offered a management training program. So basically what that meant is that they would train us in marketing and sales And then promote from within the opportunity to be a managing director for the company. um, And that eventually what that promised was financial freedom. So mind you, um, I had just gone on my winter break in college and I had just found this job. And this job promised me that I was going to learn all of the ropes of of business and sales. And the funny thing is, is that I was going to college to major in business. So eventually a couple of weeks in, I started getting really, really into the job. Like I really loved the program. I really loved how things were. I loved the culture. And my leader at the time, my mentor asked me, okay, Um, because of school, we don't want to put you in this situation, but we really believe that you can make it to the end of like you, like you'll be able to make it to management and you'll be able to make it to to the executive position, but we, we, we would need for you to commit full time. And at the time full time meant that I could not go to college because of the classes like the class times would 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 interfere with the training program and it really was like a training program i was just going there i would um they would have us take notes um we would we would um practice and then we would go out and actually do the work hands-on so for me i felt like i would rather learn it hands-on and already get the promotion from within, then go to college for the next four years, put myself in student debt and learn the exact same thing and then have to go out and find a job. So for me, it was a no brainer. I decided to go for the, with the marketing company the wonderful thing about the marketing company is that it allowed me to travel so much with every expansion. I went with every single expansion they had. And expansion just means when they promote a marketing director, that marketing director then expands the company into a different city. So I absolutely love that because I went with each and every expansion. So I went from Miami to Orlando. Um, I went Orlando to Jacksonville, Jacksonville to Atlanta and different parts of Georgia. Then I went to North Carolina and then eventually I ended up back down to Tampa. But as I'm going through, as I'm going through the management training program, I I learned so much about communication. I learned so much about sales, obviously, but I learned about human relationships and interpersonal relationships. And I learned a lot about that. And the beautiful thing about life is that all of your lessons, all of the lessons that you receive in life- come through relationships. Now imagine I would talk to about a hundred to 200 people a day in the beginning. And then it eventually ended up being, I would have, I would have to need to talk to about three to 400 people because of my law of averages. I needed to talk to more people to get more sales. And that was daily. And I would talk to that many people six times a week, sometimes seven. And if I wanted to do extra work and I did that for three years I gave up a lot of Saturdays I gave up a lot of Sundays I, I I worked day in and day out for this business because I really committed myself to it and by talking to so many people I learned the art of communication. I learned the art of having a successful conversation. So I learned communication skills. I learned confidence. Um, definitely learned confidence through um, through. I'm going to call it the business because that's how they used to say it. They called it the business. I I I I, I learned confidence. I learned the art of conversation. Um, I also learned how to build impulse, how to subliminally, subliminally um, have people do what I want them to do. So it was, it was, I learned so many wonderful skills and I also learned so many wonderful lessons uh, with the people that I came across through those three years when I was with the marketing company. Um, and everything I felt, everything was going good, everything was going dandy. And I finally did reach. I finally did reach management. I was promoted. I had my speech. Everything was good. I was getting ready to expand. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was supposed to expand to North Carolina um, at the time. And everything was going well. A week or so before we were to begin the expansion, um, I had to go through the regular paperwork. And in the paperwork process, something came up in my background check that forced my manager, my mentor at the time to fire me. And that right there was the, I would say besides, you know, that moment when I wanted to commit suicide, that was probably one of the hardest, darkest moments of my life as well. And that right there is when I really, really did hit the provoking. Proverbial rock bottom. I was so ashamed and I was so embarrassed that everybody in the company saw me get promoted, that I would talk about, you know, that I would talk about things and talk about mindset and talk about, you you know, how to be the best person, et cetera, et cetera. And yet this one mistake that I made shows up in my background check. And now the whole company knows. And the, the week before I was supposed to expand, I get fired. I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. I didn't know how to look at anybody in the eye walking out. And it was so hard for me because I had just spent three years, day in, day out, six, seven days a week, working every single day in those three years to make it to the point where I was to only have it just ripped away from me. So when I got home the next three days, I'm telling you, it was pure Cali energy, you know, destructive, like. It was just a force of nature. I was so angry. I was so angry and so upset. Why? Why? I did all the work. I did everything I was supposed to. Why? 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 I was so mad. I was so angry at myself. Well, actually, I was angry at myself and I was angry at everybody else. But before I was angry at myself, I was angry at everybody else because I, everybody else was the reason why I was where I was. I thought, yeah, well, the next couple of weeks, I really was able to really reflect and think. I mean, when there when there's so much darkness around you, you can scream, you can shout, you can punch, you can kick, you can run, you can do everything you can, but you will literally not go anywhere because it's pure darkness you have no idea where to go and that was what and that was exactly what i needed because there was a point where i just fell down crying i was grieving i was grieving the loss of the job of the opportunity that i worked so hard for i was i was i was i was sad because i felt so ashamed and embarrassed that everybody now knew this little part of me you you know that i was hiding and it was just so it was so important for me to just cry and cry and cry and cry. And the beautiful thing about that is that I started to notice. I started to notice the truth, the like the real truth about everything. It's nobody's fault why I'm here. I am here in this position because I put myself in this position. I am here because I've allowed others to determine how I feel. I am here because I choose to do things despite what my intuition and my conscious said. I am here because I'm always pretending to be somebody that I'm not. I am here because I choose to lie instead of telling the truth because I'm scared. I'm scared to tell the truth. Because I'm scared because I, I, I'm, I, I don't want to be vulnerable. It's dangerous. It's hard to be vulnerable. And all these things just started coming to me and I started to realize, oh my God, my life is my responsibility. I can't be mad at everybody else. They're just doing what they're supposed to do to teach me these lessons that I'm currently learning right now. And that was when that, that moment shifted for me in my life where I started out going down the wrong path and then I straightened up and then I got down on a path where I was really, you know, doing something better for myself, for my career, but I still wasn't addressing the deeper hurt, the deeper layers of trauma, the the, the wounds that I still carried that I reacted off of. So little by little, little by little, the month after that followed, I started to really just focus on what the thoughts on, on the thoughts and the memories that were coming up for me. I really started to focus on what is, what is it exactly that has put me here? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I have to pretend to be somebody else? And little by little, I, I started. Those questions actually were answering themselves as I started paying attention. I started. I started to realize that everybody in my life had a specific purpose, and that purpose was either to teach me or to reward me. And when I started to realize every single interaction was on purpose i started to make sense of things things started to actually make sense it was incredible it was incredible how you could just look at life differently how 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 your pers- how once your perspective changes everything around you changes and I, and i mean everything i started to run I started to actually get my fitness going. At the time, I was extremely obese. Um, I was very obese, actually. Um, I was at the verge of actually, you know, not doing well with. I was I was just not doing well with my health, and so I started running more. I started eating right. I started journaling. I started um, praying more. I started to just do the small things that I kind of knew that I should do. Um, I started reading books. I started reading um, self help books. Actually, the very first book that I read that completely started everything for me with like the self help and you know, self healing was the book um, You Are a Badass by Jen. So Jen, if you ever hear this, if you were to ever come across this podcast and you hear this, I just want you to know that you were the very first book that I read that completely transformed my thinking to where that catapulted me to where I am today. So thank you, Jen. But for for, for everybody else, please read that book. That book is number one recommended by me. So... I read a couple of books and then I started to, I started to really sense the shift. I didn't know to how much of a shift, but I started to sense the shift. And I started to just take care of the things that I neglected for so long about myself and about my own things. And, um, later on that summer, I actually was able to clear my background check. So I, let the company know if they give me another chance that I'll be able to go back. Um, I just needed a little bit of time for my background information to get cleared, excuse me, to get cleared. Um, and then I'll get back to work and they did, they did give me that opportunity and I was very grateful for it. So I did end up going to North Carolina, not as a managing director. Um, but I did go, um, and you know, it was three months and, and imagine going to a job, getting fired, because of something that everybody now knows leaving for a couple of months and then coming back, um, took a lot of courage. It it took a lot of courage. And, um, I definitely had to stand 10 toes down with who I figured out I was, um, when I went back to the company. So I will say when the universe blesses you with, the acknowledgement that you learned the lessons, they test you once more just to make sure that you actually really learned the lesson. Because if you don't learn the lessons, then it comes wearing a different pair of pants, like Oprah says. Well, I definitely got tested, and a good couple of times. And you know what? I was very, very, very surprised at myself because I, 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 I felt like I finally got to a point where i found my voice where i could speak up for myself where i started doing things for myself and putting myself as a priority first so those were a couple of so those were a couple of the lessons that i learned there then i then i get the opportunity after three months there to come down to tampa so i came down to tampa back in 2019. nope yeah 2019 yep at the end of 2019 and I started working with the marketing company here. And I was actually working with my previous mentor at the time. Um, he had given me another chance and um, everything was going good. Um, I, I felt like everybody could notice the, the uh, difference in me. I, 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 I was told you you know that i was acting different that i seemed like a different person and for me that humbled me um but i was grateful that people could notice because i worked very very hard and was very intentional with how i talked and with what i said so that was good we were going great i was starting to build a team again etc and then towards like in december towards the end like closer to christmas time um i had a cyst rupture and i had to go into major surgery so i had to leave uh for a couple of weeks to recover um so during that time when i left um for just a couple of weeks i had the opportunity to have so much time to myself again um and I just came to appreciate it even more because when I had that time when I was fired the first time, when I had those couple of months, it it was so preying and so wonderful to just be on my own. Um, And then I had that opportunity again after a couple of months of really working hard and talking to a lot of people and surrounding yourself with a lot of people and putting so much pressure to do your best. I was able to actually start within those couple of weeks, get back to myself. And it was wonderful. And I sat down and I want to tell you guys this because it's it's amazing. I sat down and I wrote down 111 things that I want that I wanted to come true, and I wrote it in this little blue journal. Um, and I wrote it down, and I just sat there, and I was just, you know, I was smoking, so I was just relaxing, and I was writing things down one by one. And some seemed so far fetched, but I said, you know what? I'm going to write it down because I you know, why not? And I did one by one. Um, and I just took care of myself. I, 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 I focused on the things that really mattered to me and put myself as a priority. And that sped up my healing process a thousand percent because the doctor told me that I was supposed to be on bed rest for eight weeks. Um, I did get cut like it was a, uh, like a cesarean section. Um, like a C-section, um, so it was it was pretty bad. So the doctor told me that I needed to um, be on bed rest for eight weeks. But I ended up I ended up re- recovering and, and getting back to work within three weeks, and I was so grateful for that. Um, and I will say that that was just due to the just me being intentional and me just trusting that the healing process was happening quickly. So I went back. Um, and then we just continue on to 2020 and then COVID hit COVID hit beautiful blessing. Why? Um, I ended up leaving that mark, the, uh, marketing company, like in the beginning of COVID I stayed home. I started to focus a little bit more about what, what my next phase was in life, um, I was also trying to figure out my love relationships, um, at the time. So it just got to a point where I just sat down one day and I said, okay, I'm just going to write everything down. I just want to make sure that everything's down on paper. What, what is it that I want in, in, in a relationship? What is it that I want like in a career? And what is it exactly that is going to keep to keep me in a peaceful state. And I wrote all of those things down and I wrote myself my standards. I wrote, I wrote down my standards, and I wrote down my boundaries. And I just started to read them every day, every single day. I started to read my standards. I started to read my boundaries. And I just started to then really start to see that the marketing company, which I thought was for me, it was for me for when I needed it, but it wasn't what I was going to do, which I, I had put so much value and so much focus on the marketing company that I didn't realize that there was so much more that I had to offer. And I didn't know that. Um, so I continued on. I worked on my book that summer. I, um, actually met my current partner who is my best friend. Um, that same summer i joined a kickboxing gym that ended up being the introduction to the martial arts um and the aspect that is very very prominent to me and who i am now um and that that just carried through to me losing over i would say 85 pounds total I was much, much happier, much more at peace. I now had a fulfilling and loving relationship. And then little by little, I started to figure out what was the best way that I could serve other people. How can I help others find a, a, find their reason, find their why, and understand that everybody has purpose? How can I do this? So I certified for personal training because I did it myself. So I wanted to help others with their fitness, with their health and fitness journey. Um, I started, um, I continued to write. um, And you know, now I'm at a stage where because I've always had a fear of public speaking, let's, let's attack this fear head on. If I want to be a motivational speaker, traveling the world one day, helping millions and millions of people transform their lives, transform their perspectives um, so that they can be and so that they can be their best selves and reach their greatest potential. How can I do that if I have that fear? So I wanted to attack it head on and I wanted to come on here and tell you guys my story and tell you guys that I'm not perfect. I'm still human. But what I do know is that because of the beautiful blessings that I have in my life. I want to tell those who are struggling right now that it's very temporary. This is just a season in your life and start paying attention to the beautiful things that are around you. Start to say things, start to realize things that you are grateful for because there's abundance around you. It surrounds you. Unconditional love is what you're made out of. And the the point of us being here is very simple we are here to help each other learn and grow and the point of you being here is your responsibility to be able to give that back because the only way that we as a collective will continue to prosper and thrive And 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 ascend into even higher consciousness is if we each hold each other's hands and be compassionate and be understanding and be kind and know that everybody's going through something. And I just want you to know it's whatever it is that you're going through. If you're going through something, it is so temporary, and there is help, and there is also somebody else who's in that same position that you are now. Don't feel alone. There's no reason to be alone. If you if you feel like you are alone, know that you're not okay because there is a greater power and there is a greater source that that is always watching over you and always has your best interest everything that happens everything that you see happen everything that you hear happen everything that you sense happen happens for a greater purpose everything has a higher purpose and i just want you to know that i'm so grateful that you guys have given me the opportunity to share my story something that i've i've been a little hesitant doing because like i said it takes courage to be vulnerable and i decided to be vulnerable so thank you guys for listening um If you guys have any questions or just want to connect with me, go ahead and add me on Instagram. It's coach.b underscore rose. Um, I am undergoing currently a couple of renovations on the website so I can provide you guys with a lot of the tools and the um, things that that has helped me along my journey to be where I am. So I am so grateful for um, for all of you just just tuning in. Um, and I hope that you guys continue listening on as I'm really excited about this project and really excited connect, um, to connect with you guys. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a beautiful, wonderful, and blessed day. A deep, deep thank you for pressing play and co-creating this moment together. If today's message resonated with you, please leave a five-star written review and share it for others to also experience quantum alchemy. Together, we are exploring the highest of timelines, and the destination is unconditional love. Until next time, much love.